Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. And I'm so excited to have you here. We're on episode 83 and I'm going to talk to you all about how to take back your time. It's a subject I am insanely passionate about. I feel very strongly about it and I'm so excited to have this discussion because I think it's something a lot of us Uh, have really let go of without even realizing how much time we've let go of. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that registration for the Moms Retreat is officially open today, Monday, January 13th, if you're listening to this in the time it was posted. Early registration opened up to the wait list last night. There are very limited spots available. There is a lot of interest Nikki Gingrich and I are hosting this retreat together. We are combining our forces and we are so excited. I feel such a fire about this. It's going to be amazing. I absolutely can't wait for April. Very excited to also share. We are planning a retreat in September as well with those details coming. Uh, So if you're interested, be sure you check it out and register the second you're ready to. The second your body is a full body, heck yes. I want you to register so you can claim your spot. You can head over to themomsretreat.com, see all the details, which will then take you to a page with even more details and registration. So we are so excited, uh, and I will continue to update each week on how many spots we have left and can't wait. So be sure you click on that link in the details, or again, it's themomsretreat.com. You can find everything there. So let's get into today's episode oh gosh, it's about time, you know, and I'm positive that I have done an episode at some point about this in some way, but I think it's important to hear things over and over again. (laughs) You can never hear it the same way twice. There's, there are no boundaries around our time anymore. And in the area that I see the biggest, there are two areas, but the number one area that I have seen the most change in the past decade has been around the respect of when we contact other people. I'm 36. While it's appalling that the 90s were 30 years ago, I can't even wrap my head around that. It still really wasn't that long ago that there was a respect and understanding. I was raised that you do not call anyone before 9 a.m. You don't call anyone after 9 p.m. You never call during dinner time. And if you do, it has to be really important. And the second that person picks up the phone, you say, I'm so sorry. I'm, I know I'm calling at dinner time. Do you have a moment to speak, right? You acknowledge, I'm, I'm disrespecting that boundary, but I need to speak with you. And nothing was scheduled on Sundays. Church or not, it was just... It was just a universal law that Sundays are for families. We don't schedule parties. We allow people to do the church thing if that's where they go. You do grocery shopping. You bake with your family. You rest. It's It was this just that universal law of, of allowing us to have that one day a week to rest, relax, re-energize, and prepare for the next week ahead. But somewhere... Along the way, we have completely let that go. We have set no boundaries around it. We are allowing ourselves to schedule birthday parties, scheduling showers. And as I say this, I'm not sitting on this end saying I don't do any of that. I have fallen into this too, but I'm starting to really take recognition of like, whoa, this is not cool. Like when you reach a point of everybody around you being constantly burnt out and trying to do more than you possibly can in a 24-hour period and feeling shame around that and judgment and a a feeling of failure, 
something's wrong and the only way it's going to change is if we change it. So I have made <clears throat> the decision for myself and here's here's the thing people with b- boundaries are very uncomfortable. Very often when you set boundaries, you're going to get pushback from the people in what you're setting the boundaries, whether it's like a specific person, a specific group of people, or just in general, you're going to get a little pushback. And we'll talk about that in a second. You're also going to have the response, the internal struggle of, uh, you know, feeling bad about it, feeling the guilt, feeling shame, going, doing the shooting yourself. I should do that because that's what everyone else does. And this isn't the norm, so it's not going to be understood and... I'm going to feel bad. So what am I talking about? Setting boundaries around things like I don't reply to emails on Sundays. I also am not going to reply to emails on my phone throughout the entire day while my kids are trying to have my attention and while I'm trying to give attention to myself, my household, all the other things that my energy needs to go towards. I set time to sit down and reply to emails and anyone who works with me, who has worked with me, surely has noticed that in the past year, my email reply is much slower than it has been in the past. In the past, the second I got an email or a message, I was on my phone replying to it. And all that I have seen is that it's created a lack of boundaries, that then it creates an expectation that whenever you email or message Erin, she's going to reply right away. And not just Erin, but I feel like it's become the norm. That is the expectation. Because now there are times I get emails And if I don't reply in 24 hours, I get a message saying, did you get my email? And I sometimes even think about that. If I emailed someone and don't hear back from them 24 hours, I'm like, huh, I wonder if they got it. Or even just 10 years ago, like I think in the context, I'm a wedding photographer. So I think about how is my communication with my wedding photographer when I was getting married? It was not within moments. Was it prompt? Yes. And I think the prompt was defined within a day or two maybe even three, felt very prompt communication between the two of us. And now I'm finding that we as a whole, I'm not talking about myself or being a wedding photographer or my business specifically, I'm saying as a whole, we're expecting people to reply to us right away. We've become so instant gratification that we can't even consider the fact that there are people who are not responding to us immediately. I am someone who regularly has lots of unanswered text messages for the same reason. I I get text messages like every single other person any time of day, any time of night. And then there are times I try and answer them and I might have a moment to answer it. They'll reply right back and I'm, I've moved on already. Now I'm eating dinner and I don't sit at dinner with my phone. I put my phone away at a certain time of the night. And these are all boundaries that I've started to set for myself. So what becomes uncomfortable? That people might view me differently. There might be, and that's the pushback of the boundary, that I could possibly lose clients because I'm not replying to them immediately. And I think a very natural response to that is that feeling of I'm not good enough. What am I doing? I need to go back to the constant replies. I need to go back to how it was. Whereas my perspective is I really value my clients. I really value family dinner. I really value time away from my phone. And if I have clients who inquiring clients or friends or family members who don't value that in me and they no longer want to talk to me or don't want to work with me, that's okay. 
and I send them with love and say, I, you, I respect that you know that about yourself and that in order to have a relationship with a person, business or personal, you need them to be present all the time or be able to respond to you immediately each time and that's something that you value, that's amazing that you know that about yourself and you're setting that boundary. And now as I explain that, I think that's that it's an exaggeration, it's hypothetical. I'm not sitting here in a situation with losing clients or friends or family, uh, but I'm explaining that in a hypothetical way of that's how uncomfortable boundaries can be. Other ways that we set boundaries that can become uncomfortable because we just experienced the holidays, just went through the holiday season, especially when you begin to have children. I find how important it is to really set boundaries around what you want and what you value. And if someone else is not okay with that, those are their feelings to work through. We are not responsible for making anybody else happy except for ourselves. And then understanding that in setting those boundaries, we set them with love. We want to send, just like I explained that, if someone doesn't want to work with me because I don't reply to their emails in less than 24 hours, I respect that they know that about themselves and that is important to them and that they're setting the boundary of, I can't work with you because you don't do that. That's fantastic. Good. That's what we need in this world is understanding our boundaries and our values and what we want and what we need and living and make decisions based on that, right? So... Around the holidays, mothers with children, I know y'all are nodding like, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about of trying to please everybody and go to every house and buy every gift and and host and make the food and accommodate this person and that person to do all of these things. And more and more, especially in my community where I'm supporting women to really find this in themselves and beyond my community, obviously, there's I'm seeing more and more women find their strength in saying, no, I'm not doing that this year. We are staying home. We're not hosting or, you know, we're only accepting these kinds of gifts for the kids or this many or whatever it is. We're setting more boundaries. And here's the thing. The pushback is so uncomfortable and it gets very ugly and mean at times where you'll hear things like we're disappointed in you or they'll be talking about you at a family function when you're not there, like all of those ugly things. And what's so important, and it's not a guarantee, of course, like there's not a guarantee of things being that ugly. You may be met with respect and understanding and that's always the hope. But what's so important is to not choose to do things out of fear, out of fear that if I do what I want, they'll judge me, they'll shame me, they'll say mean things about me. So I'm going to do this out of fear instead of love for myself, love for the boundaries, love for my family to know that this is what's best for us. And that is what I'm seeing becoming such a huge issue in our daily lives. I can't tell you, and again, I know all of you understand this, that we are inundated with our schedules and the things that we need to do. And where I'm very curious in understanding, because I don't know the answer to this, but my big question is why? Why are we choosing to fill our schedules so much? We don't need to. As much as anybody can sit there on the other side listening to this and saying, but I need to, I challenge you to really look at that and ask you if that's really true. Why? 
Why are we filling our schedules so big? Again, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not coming from a place of judgment. I just want to understand that how have we gone from a generation that certainly had things to do and sports and extracurriculars, but somehow figured out how to have family dinners and to not answer the phone during dinner time and to have family fun night on Friday and to have a day of reprieve on Sundays. Nothing has changed except for our boundaries and we can get them back. It's a choice. So I challenge everybody to really, if you are sitting in a space in your life where you feel insanely overwhelmed, you feel like a chicken with its head cut off, running everywhere, doing all of the things, stop. Just stop, write down everything you're doing. Everything you're doing and figure out, do I need to be doing this? So as a mother, a working mother, a non-working mother, Whoever you are, we have a lot to do, and there's no competition there. It's a lot of stuff. Write down all the things your children are doing, all of the things that you need to take care of, all the activities, all the birthday parties, all of the cookies you need to make for the class, and all of that. And ask yourself, do I really need to be doing this? And I think all of us are, are, are functioning in this like blackout going with the flow, doing what everybody else is doing, and I have to because. And ask yourself, am I making this choice out of love or out of fear? So for instance, I have a rule with my children right now. And here's another thing. Boundaries change. Time changes. I'm very open and honest, and I will say if I'm wrong, I will say like this isn't working for us anymore. There was a day that I said I'm never going to be a wedding photographer shit changes friends you know and i'm okay with that it's just accepting that stuff changes sometimes right now in my life my 5 and 6 year old who are only 5 and 6 years old are only allowed to have two extracurricular activities in a season i choose swimming for them so until they can get through all of the swim lessons and they're they're through the rainbow and can get to the the swim last or the swim team, then you decide if you want to continue. It's very important for me that my kids understand how to swim. We have a house on a lake. I want them skilled. My choice. So they have swimming once a week. My daughter, who has always done dance, really, really has wanted to do gymnastics. And I told her, I said, you need to choose. It was very uncomfortable. We adore her dance teacher and dance studio, and it was horrible to make the decision to say we can't come because she wants to go to gymnastics. My daughter still misses dance. She still talks about, I want to do dance too. Family dinners are very important to us. Having evenings that are slower are very important to us. They're vital for our energy as a family, for us to be connected to one another and not passing each other five days a week. That's not what life is about. Life is not about running from point A to point B all of the time and missing each other. That's not life. Life is love and connection and bonding and the small moments that make up a day. It's not about going to gymnastics and dance and soccer and t-ball and doing and this club and making the cookies so that we look like we have our stuff together for the no that's not what life is about so i really challenge you to look at is this through love or fear if i sent my daughter to dance also it would have been out of 
fear. It would have been out of fear of hurting someone's feelings. It would have been out of fear of my daughter missing out. It would have been out of fear of feeling like I'm withholding something for my child or she's missing out on an experience. Well, guess what? When you say yes to something, you say no to something else. So if I say yes to dance class, and she doesn't miss that experience, she misses the experience of being with her family at home, having family dinners, and bonding with her family. So which one for me, for my family, that's more important? Every family is going to have a different personality. Every family is going to have different core beliefs and desired emotions and Some families were a very introverted family. It is hard for us to do a lot of things. If you're an extroverted family and doing all of those things outside of the house all of the time feels really good, do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not coming from a place of judgment or saying this is what you should do. It, I challenge everybody to really look at what you are doing and ask yourself, is this serving me? Is this good for my family? Is this causing tension between me and my significant other? Because we can't get our schedule straight and we never know when dinner is going to be. We never know what we're going to have. It's causing fights with us. I feel like I'm drowning as a mother because I have too many things on my plate of things to do because of the costume to order and the schedule and the makeup classes and all this stuff. Then it's not bringing you joy. Why are we doing it if it's not bringing us joy? It's kind of like the um, the tidying up. I've actually never read the book, but I, I know the, the concept behind it of does this spark joy for you? So anyone who doesn't know the tidying up, the, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Y'all know who I'm talking about, hopefully. But she explains that the way to declutter is with every single thing that you look at. Is it sparking joy? And if it's not, get rid of it. So declutter your life. You have permission to declutter. And if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. If all of those gymnastics classes don't spark joy for you or your child, get rid of it. Or compromise to find a way that it can spark joy for both of you. If baking those cookies for your kid's class doesn't spark joy, don't do it. Go buy them. I do that all the time. And the the judgment from other people, because I know as mothers, that's where it comes from. The fear of judgment that you did the board, the um, store-bought cookies or you didn't put together this beautiful little holiday gift set for the teachers that you're the one who can't get their stuff together or you failed as a mother. Those, first of all, I don't actually think that about anybody, honestly. Like, do you? And if you do, it's about you. That's a trigger about you. So if you're sitting in your own guilt, shame over those things, don't do them to avoid that guilt and shame. Just dig into why. Why does that define you as a mother, whether you bought the cookies or baked the cookies? Live your life in a way that sparks joy. Set boundaries in your life that you can live a life filled with what you want it to be filled with. There is nobody, nobody out there telling you how you need to live your life. And if you think that they are, I challenge you to look a little deeper into that to see if that's really true and ask yourself, is this really true? Or am I thinking in a way that I've created that belief? There's nobody telling you how to live. There's no one saying that if you pull your kids out of all of their activities for a season, just so you can reground as a family and regroup and rebond, that you're doing something wrong. In fact, I feel like we could set a whole new trend and 
change what's going on in our society. So my boundaries that I've really set lately are around the holidays. My boundaries are around when I'm on my phone. I don't open social media until probably 8 o'clock, maybe closer to 9. I stop scrolling on social media. I've been trying to put it down by 8 or so. I will not answer your text message right away, almost ever, ever, because it's, it's kind of like an answering machine. I will get to it. And a lot of people might notice I will sit down and I will blast through all of my, my text messages, my emails, my Facebook messages, my IG messages all at one time. And I'll be there and replying. And then all of a sudden I'm gone again for another day because <laughs> that's my boundary. I, I set the time and that's when I do it. And that's when it's good. And then I move on to the next thing. I'm doing this podcast right now, and as soon as I'm done, we're baking cookies. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to have it there. I'm not going to stop to answer a text message while I'm baking cookies. I'm not going to stop to answer an email. None of that, because it's Sunday, and it's my day to be with my family. And I always carve out the time to do a podcast, and I carve out the rest of the time for myself and my family. I don't schedule work, with exceptions sometimes. And that's another thing. You make your own rules. You make your own rules. If you decide you want to answer an email on a Sunday, go for it. But just ask yourself every time, is this serving me? Am I choosing to do this out of love or fear? Are you answering that email because you're so excited and you want to connect with this person you've been waiting and it sparks joy? Or are you answering that email because you're you're afraid to lose a job? You're afraid they're going to be mad at you. You're afraid they're going to judge you if you don't answer right away. If you are making choices in your life out of fear, really examine that and find a way to make choices in your life out of love. And that is where you begin to feel alive. That's where you begin to feel connected. That's where you begin to feel joy and live in abundance instead of lack of that lack of, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I'm not successful. I'm failing. That's all living in lack and fear. Switch it. Switch your thinking. Switch how you choose to live. This is all choice. We have all of the power to decide how we want to show up every single day. So I I really, really challenge you right now to think about how you're feeling in your life, how you're feeling in your day-to-day schedule, and the parts that are not sparking joy, figure out why. Sit down and journal about it. Be like, this isn't bringing joy to me. Whether whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship, whether it's the schedule with the kids, whether it's the, your kid's school, whatever it is, if it's your body, if it's your health, if it's how your eating schedule is or your food, write about it. Be like, this isn't bringing joy to me because, and let the thoughts go and know that no one has to read it. It doesn't mean anything except it. you're peeling back the layers to figure it out. And from there, You get to choose how you want to change things. You choose how you're going to spend your time. We all have the same 24 hours and no one is telling us how to live. Society can be cause pressure. Our culture can cause the pressure of feeling like we need to fit a certain mold and look at a a certain way and live life a certain way. But I am telling you that the most liberating thing in the world is choosing to show up exactly as as you are. 
No matter what the expectations of the outside world are, the expectations of our parents, of our friends, of our family, of our community, that when you step into who you are, you become completely authentic. It becomes very magnetic that people will will move to a space of not judging you, but admiring you and learning from you and saying, wow, if they can do that, I can too. It's shifting the culture and society as a collective that when we choose to show up authentically and choose to show up in a way that feels good with love and with an abundant mindset, everything changes from the inside out. From the inside out, you can change your entire world. So please do that. So that's, that is my soapbox for today. Oh gosh, I really went off there. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So this week, I, I would love for you to really look at where you are in your life. And this is very important, this part. Do not observe yourself with judgment, please. Look at yourself with curiosity. Observe. Just observe it. Take it for what it is. Be like, hey, I don't feel joy when I do this. How come? And don't judge yourself. Don't be like, you should. You should enjoy it. Sally enjoys it. Why don't you? Sally has a job and makes the cookies and does the presents and has five kids that she takes to all of the activities. I can't do any of that with one kid. Stop judging yourself. We are all different. Our lives are snowflakes. We are not supposed to live our life the way the other is. Live it the way you're meant to live your life. Without judgment, observe your schedule this week really start to investigate what's bringing joy to you, what would bring joy. It doesn't mean that you're choosing to do that. You know, if you write down like joy would be not having to do anything ever and to have the freedom to do, allow that to come out so that you can see, okay, what does that mean? What am I seeking from that? And how can I apply that realistically to my life right now? I I know that you can do that. And if you have trouble figuring that out, email me. I'll talk with you. I'll talk it out with you. It's it's just, it's truly life-changing to choose to set the boundaries, to choose to show up, to choose to observe regularly all the time. Is this bringing me joy? Am I choosing this out of love or fear? And when we more consistently, the more you choose out of love instead of fear, the more you observe that, the easier it becomes and the more consistently you're going to be able to do it. And your life will just change. It'll, it'll just change. And it's remarkable. So I'm excited for you to take this information and really, uh, apply it to your life. Look at it, see where you can make some changes, uh, set those boundaries. I I really want you to set those boundaries. And if anyone's in for the challenge of no calls or texts before nine or after nine and leave me alone on Sunday, let me know. We'll make a challenge. I'm in for it. Let's let's take it back. Let's take back our time. I'm in. <laughs> All right, everyone. I can't wait to see who is registering for the retreat. I, I'm honest to goodness, so, so, so excited. It's going to be life-changing for those involved, including myself and Nikki. Uh, and I can't wait to see y'all there and, um, just can't wait for it to come. I'm just pumped. Um, and I, gosh, I think that's it. Be sure to contact me if you'd like. I love to hear from you. Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. 
my um, my website is erinjoyceco.com and my Instagram is at erinjoyceco.com. How easy is all of that? I love that everything's now just packaged up in one spot. All of those links are in the show notes if you'd rather just click on the link instead of typing it in. That's all. Have an amazing week. I hope everyone uh, can find some health. I'm praying for it this week. We have been sick, sick, sick um, and is enjoying the January weeks. It's warm here. And then I think we'll have snow next week. Who knows? So have a good week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next time.